UFC middleweight contender Ian Heinish. How you doing, Ian? I know the world is pretty crazy right now, and you are in a location where you thought you wouldn't be before your next fight, but you are here. How's uh, the last couple weeks been? Uh, yeah, it's been good, man. You know, it, when I last spoke to you, you know, I was just getting into camp. I had a fight May 16th in San Diego, and about two weeks in, you know, hit the whole quarantine and gym shut down, and our president said, you better get home. We're going to close the border. And so I hopped on a flight. I came back and fight got canceled eventually, but I uh, wasn't sure if I was going to take a fight. You know, I just left my old gym and I didn't have a, a gym out here. And, you know, and just it took about three weeks, but about three weeks in, I got a, a schedule about six training partners that are super consistent and really high level and uh, some coaches that were willing to, you know, take a little bit of risk and uh, be able to work with me and, um, you know, got such a good camp, man. It was insane how much attention we got with the small group. And here we are, man, fighting next Saturday, UFC 250, ready to go. Never felt better. With the camp that you put together for this fight, are you getting that? Are you the center of attention? Yeah, you know, I'm actually out of the five or six guys I've been training with, I'm the only one with a fight. So, uh, you know, big shout out to all my training partners. Uh, much respect for them all coming in every single day, getting this work with me. And it was it was basically all for me. You know, the sparring round, guys would come in, get their rounds that they were going to get with me, and they would be done, you know. So I appreciate them, and I appreciate the coaches. Uh, and, yeah, I, I feel like, you know, getting that kind of attention, I'm always used to, like, a big team, but – Getting that kind of attention was really awesome, and I learned a lot, and I polished a lot of my techniques. I got back to my basics, um, what got me here, and uh, my wrestling's back, and I'm feeling good. You've had a, a difficult time with recovery in the past. Have you done anything extra this time around uh, to get your body right and, and close to 100% as possible? Um, yeah, you know, I've actually, so my wife's a nurse at a functional medicine clinic, and the doctor over there, he recommended for this camp, to get a food sensitivity at Restore Health. So I went in, I got my labs drawn and found out I was eating a lot of foods that I was actually allergic to, like foods I ate every day, like eggs, coffee, asparagus, you know, these things that are, you know, healthy, but they're not agreeing with me. And, you know, I think that was a big part of like, you know, not feeling as good. And obviously my body doesn't really like the elevation that much, but, um, you know, two months here, I feel super adapted and I know I'm going to feel super good when I go down to sea level in Vegas. And, um, yeah, I, so that's the, that's what I changed. And, um, you know, I am excited to get back to Thailand and, you know, that humidity, that heat, that atmosphere, you know, I do recover so well there, but while I was here, I made that change and I'm actually going to do a heavy metals and a mold test after this fight and just kind of see, if uh, there's something in me that is not, you know, getting detoxed out and that I can, you know, feel even better, even though I feel some of the best I've ever felt just because of cutting those foods out. Yeah, the the level of technology that athletes have nowadays, you got to take mm -hmm. advantage of it, right, while you can. Absolutely. Yep. It's insane. It's insane. Now, um, with the changes in training, did you decide that uh, you also need to change something outside, you know, outside of training, outside the gym? Did you make any of those changes? Um, well, you know, that was the whole plan, you know, to go to Thailand and kind of get away from everything and everyone. And, you know, as selfish as that sounds, I could just fully focus on, you know, becoming a better martial artist, getting back to my zone, getting back to my flow, coming off these two close losses. 
you know, there's a lot of pressure, you know, but I'm using that pressure to create diamonds. And mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, this, this fight, um, I really, you know, I really linked up with these coaches, uh, you know, Jake Ramos, um, from, from Genesis, you know, he's really helped me out with the mental game and the mental part of it. And Peter Straub, my other coach from team elevation and, you know, just building my confidence back up, you know, and just, uh, going with these great wrestlers and just kind of using my wrestling again. Cause you know, I got here because of wrestling and, and my striking was so good because I scared people with my wrestling and I got away from that, you know, and I wasn't confident in it. And I felt that, you know, maybe, um, I was going to get tired wrestling, but just the rounds I've been putting in with these monsters, these great wrestlers, you know, I feel really confident. I guess also the, uh, the COVID-19 situation in the world helps you keep isolated from people and, and avoiding <laughs> yeah. people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. You know, you don't, you don't, you don't have any temptation to go to gatherings or anything like that. And, you know, it makes me feel good and blessed to have such a great team and, and training partners. Cause I know everyone's not getting that kind of training or the, that kind of coaching right now. You know, it's, it's hard times. I know a lot of fighters who aren't training right now, but, uh, I was lucky and fortunate to be able to find a way, and we we got some great training, and we're ready for this fight. You you talked about Ian Heinish 2.0. You know, you're getting back to basics, but it's something new for yep. you. Uh, that's on the physical side, but on the mental side, what is the difference? Uh, you know, just I kind of had to discover of you know my my why, and you know, it's not to go win every single fight. It's it's because I love this man. I show up every day because I love it, and. Uh, before I went to Thailand, I wasn't enjoying it, man. I wasn't enjoying to go to practice. But when Thailand really sparked my love for the the fight game again, and you know, and I'm just coming in with this mentality, not so focused on just getting the win and and uh, thinking about rankings and money and all this stuff. It's just focused on go in there, go perform, and uh, you know, just go do what you love. And and it just kind of gives me this freedom to get back in there and just. And just be me. And that's what I need. I need to just be me. And I felt like my last two fights, I wasn't me. And I feel I'm back there mentally. And I feel it's going to show on uh, June 6th. The, the the new deal that you signed, usually the UFC doesn't give deals, new deals, for fighters that come off back-to-back losses. But you do, you got yeah. one. So does yeah. that kind of give you the freedom too? You, you know, you, you don't have to worry about that? Yeah, you know, I'm so grateful for my, my management, Jason House at Iridium, getting me that four-fight contract, Mick Maynard, and, and just uh, the UFC in general as an organization. You know, I feel like they they recognize, you know, I get in there and I, I put it all on the line. I throw down as hard as I can. You can put me with a boring fighter. It's still going to be an exciting fight because um, I'm good everywhere. I can make them scramble. No one's going to hold me down and, and be boring. We're going to throw down and um, I fought, you know, only basically ranked guys my entire career and, you know, taking some short notice fights and just and did what I need to do to uh, help out the, the company and myself. And, you know, I, I feel like they recognize that a little bit and it makes me feel really good. And, um, you know, now I'm, I'm ready to go perform and get a highlight reel under my belt. 250, UFC 250, you got Gerald Mershard. I feel like you uh, you had a few opponents before this, but they all dropped out. Uh, and you landed on him. You know, how do you feel mm-hmm. about him and, and breaking down his game? Do you f- look at him as a all-around, uh, well-rounded fighter? Uh, yeah, I feel like he's pretty well-rounded. And um, I would say he excels in his jiu-jitsu. And mostly just, you know, he's a durable guy. I mean, he, he takes a lot of uh, punishment. But then, you know, he, he weathers the storm and he catches these guys, you know. And, um, 
you know, he's sneaky. So, and he's a vet. He's, he's fought the who's who. He's, he's been around for a while. If I fight a smart fight, I perform and I, I just stick to my basics. And even though he is a great wrestler, um, you know, I'm going to take him down and, or I mean, a great jujitsu guy, I'm going to take him down and wrestle him. I'm not going to play the jujitsu game, but I'm going to make him come into my wrestling world, scramble with me, get him tired. And, uh, you know, I'm going to, I feel like I'm just going to put him in the storm and the hurricane 2.0 is going to show. When you got a guy that's durable as Jared, does that excite you more that you could go in there and, and put a beating on somebody and, and they're going to, they're not going to go away easy. Um, no, it kind of excites me that nobody's really had success putting away on the feet. And I feel like I have that power and you know, there's a few things I need to do to set him up to, to eat that shot clean. And, uh, I feel like I got the right game plan. All right. Well, that was my next question is, do you have a game plan with options or do you look more at imp improvising in the, in the fight to get the finish? Um, you know, we're always making adjustments out there, man. You never know what you're going to get. You know, it's a different style. That's what's so great about training with so many different people. You start to get that real fight IQ because you have to adjust so much. Um, but yeah, not to give away too much of my game plan, but if you watch any of the fights I win, um, in the past, you know, where I'm just dominating people, that that's basically my game plan. All right. Well, let's go back to uh, Thailand. I wanted to ask you about, you know, the the first two weeks of this camp, you were there, and then yeah. the whole coronavirus thing hit. Were you, was there any piece of you that wanted to stay there? Because there was a couple fighters that decided to stay on the island, and they got locked in. <clears throat> yeah, it was. You know, I had to make a quick decision. So. Mm -hmm. Kind of what pushed me to make that decision to come home was the week before the prime minister of Australia said, you have 72 hours to get home. He shut the borders down for six months. And then President Trump said, you have 72 hours to come home. I was worried that I was going to get locked out for like six months. And I knew I had a contract to fight in the States. So if I was there and I was ready to fight and the fight didn't go through, I probably still would have got paid. But if I wasn't there and I couldn't get to my fight, you know, I was out some money and um, a big, a big factor too. my wife wasn't with me. And, you know, we, we were planning on renting our house out right after this fight. And so I needed to come home and kind of get stuff together. We, if we were fully moved out there, I'd still probably be out there right now. If me and my wife were there permanently, we, we were done with the house. We, you know, we were done with Denver. We'd still be out there a hundred percent, but because I was still in transition time, I had a lot of loose ends I needed to to um, to handle. So I knew I had to get back, and luckily I got back on one of the last flights. Well, that that also is a blessing for you, I guess, to to be able to go back and tie up the loose ends. So when this fight is over with, you get out there and not have to worry about none of that stuff. You know, yeah, no, that's what we're really excited. We actually we're supposed to we're supposed to leave on July or June fourth. Obviously, we moved that back. Now we're leaving on. Um, early July to fly back to Thailand and um, yeah I'm mean, excited to go back get a big win spend some time with family as much as I can and and make the move out there and uh, excited for this new adventure and journey you're hopping around there and and training and then you decided okay I'm gonna go with uh, Tiger Muay Thai what is it about that team that you decided to say okay I'm gonna tie down over here with these guys yeah and I mean that's another reason I'm excited to get back I really clicked with a lot of the guys out there a lot of the coaches, a lot of the boxing coaches with George and Sam and Johnny and and uh, just uh, Woody and just all the guys out there. And I just clicked with a lot of the teammates as well. And, uh, you know, they just kind of had the most established gym. They had the most training partners, the most bodies and just felt like the highest quality of training. And, uh, 
yeah, so I, I just felt like at home there and, and me and Nate Marcourt, um, he's actually going to be moving out there about the same time as me. Uh, we felt like we've, we felt at home. We felt God was calling us out there. And um, so, yeah, we'll, be, we'll, be, we'll both be moving out there early July. Is Nate going to be with you at Tiger Muay Thai or is he just going to be doing his own thing? No, he'll be with me at Tiger Muay Thai. All yeah. right, so that's that's some two big big names, big bodies out there working hard with those guys. Because there's you know yep. Khalil's out there too. He's actually he's mm-hmm. out there right now, stuck on the island. I know, and, uh, I know. And if and, and there's guys always coming in all the time. Does that you know that environment? You were there for a little while. That environment of like you don't know who's gonna be on the mat for sparring. Yeah. You know, has is that was that something new for you, or were you used to that at Factory X or any other gym? Um, yeah, I mean, once in a while you would have new people come in that you you know and get a different look, but no, it's nothing like Tiger, man. Tiger is its own beast. You know, it, it, you never know. Like legends are walking in, Russians you never heard of that are just studs. All these people, man, are coming through, and you know, obviously you got to kind of gauge it because you're not trying to go in there and, and, and fight someone for real without getting paid. But, you know, you can kind of pick up on the vibe of who's going to be a good training partner and like the jujitsu and the wrestling. And, and then when it comes down to sparring, man, you, you find a good little crew and it's awesome, man. I love it. Uh, it gives you kind of like the, the butterflies. You never know who's going to be there and you're just got to be ready for anyone. And you know, that, that kind of uncomfortable feeling is what helps you grow. Definitely. Well, I'm excited to see you back in that cage in the octagon, June 6th, UFC 250, Las Vegas. Thank you so much, Ian, for the time and good luck on on the fight. Good luck on uh, your journey, man. Continuing it. Thank you. Getting getting to Thailand and and setting your roots there and uh, yeah, and growing as a person. I feel like you you're a little bit different from some other people about growth as a person. And, and, you know, and I saw that you were going to start a church and all that stuff. And and that's great, man. Thank you so much. Yeah, man. Absolutely. God bless, bro. Stay safe. See you after the win.